the damn podcast. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Do The Damn Podcast. This is episode 13. The weather's turning here in Michigan. Spring is upon us. We've gotten a couple rounds of golfing, getting outside, feeling good. The pandemic is is slowing in, in many areas of the country. Unfortunately, not necessarily in Michigan. We will get to that later. Um... Got some serious news that I feel like I should just touch on to kick this off because it just happened and is the topic all over social media is this uh, latest um, cop killing. Dante Wright was killed at the hands of police. I'm not going to get too deeply into this because it just happened. Facts are coming out. It was in... Minnesota, Minneapolis area, I believe, which is why it's extra relevant right now because of the trial of Derek Shelvin going on right now. Um, I just want to say maybe a couple things that to me should be obvious based on the things we know at the time of this recording, but unfortunately not enough people say because we have to immediately go to whatever our group's talking points are on the issue, no matter what the, the actual circumstances are. So I watched the body cam video, which is available now, of the shooting. And my opinion after seeing that is this. And now it's my opinion, so of course I, I think highly of it. But uh, I don't understand when people are way off the reservation from these basic opinions. So... The officer was apparently a 26-year veteran police officer who, according to the body cam footage, was yelling, taser, taser, and according to the police chief talking afterward, the claim is that she accidentally grabbed her gun instead of her taser and shot Dante Wright, killing him. Wright was apparently wanted and was obviously resisting arrest in the video. Um, there have been a lot of talks about, like, what he was wanted for, like he, um, like gun possession or just uh, failure to appear in court. People were talking about um, his, his registration or tabs being out of date. People were talking about an air freshener, which I think was fake news. So I don't, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just... I haven't, we'll let the facts come out, but apparently he was, he was wanted for some reason. Um, I don't think it was anything absolutely major, Like he wasn't, he definitely wasn't wanted for murder or some shit like that. Um, and in the video it shows he was obviously resisting arrest. It looked like he was, um, the cop had his arms behind his back and, and right got away and went back into the car and it caused, uh, the struggle. Now, all that being true, after watching the video and, and, and hearing from the police chief and things like that, in my opinion, Dante Wright was killed because of an incompetent police officer. And all the evidence I saw points to this 
being a tragic mistake. Mistakes have consequences, and when that mistake involves somebody losing their life, the consequences are going to be major. Just like if you hit somebody and kill them in a car accident because, let's say you were drunk driving or you were texting, you didn't set out to kill someone, you didn't mean to kill anyone, you didn't want to kill them, but you killed them. And those actions can have consequences. So the officer deserves due process like anybody does. And it's a terrible situation all around. Nothing I saw or heard makes me believe that this officer set out to kill this person or, you know, all the audio, all the video points to it being a tragic mistake. Um, it's, but it's a terrible situation, most importantly, for the, for the family of Dante Wright. Um, of course, all, all that we talk about in America is race. There was nothing racially motivated about it from what I've seen and heard. The victim happened to be black and the cop happened to be white. When you live in a diverse country like the United States, these types of tragedies, of course, are going to cross racial lines at times, but that doesn't make them racially charged, and nothing I saw or heard points to that being the case. Like I said, facts will come out. If something changes, then I'll change my mind. I'm just going based on the facts that we know. Many, many other people just go with the narrative that they want to be true. And then the last thing is rioting will always be dumb and bad and pointless. And it's just an excuse for dumbasses to be dumbasses. So that's what I know right now. People jumping to all these other conclusions. Maybe I'm <clears throat> missing something. And if I am, let me know. But based on what I saw in the video, what I heard in the video, and the bits that I've seen and heard so far, that's, that's the gist of it to me. Terrible tragedy. And the cop needs to and will be held accountable. Doesn't, doesn't mean that, that uh, you know, the cop's a terrible person and a murderer and meant, to, meant for this to happen, but actions have consequences. You have a lot of responsibility when you're a cop and you can't, if, if, if what's being said is true and she accidentally grabbed her taser instead of her gun and shot and killed somebody, you can't do that. It's not just like, whoops, let me go about my life. Like, that's a massive, massive mistake, and it's sad. But, and it's sad for the cop if that's true, but it's more sad for, for Dante Wright and his family. So I just wanted to say that, and it's, in my opinion, that's the type of reaction we all need to have. Even though pundits and politicians and everybody wants to whip us up into a frenzy and Pick these sides or whatever. Just go where the facts take you. And that's where the facts took me. And I, I don't see where you could be too far away from that perspective. But like I said, if I'm missing something, let me know. Um, we talked last week a little bit about um, like the vaccines and vaccine hesitancy versus anti-vax um, and follow the science and all this. Well... Voila, big news right now is about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Apparently, there is a certain condition that has been seen in a few people that have taken the Johnson and that have gotten the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, it's extremely rare. 
but it exists. And now we have states stopping the use of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. U.S. recommends pausing use of Johnson and Johnson vaccine over blood clot concerns. Um, basically, here's the gist. I'll just read the beginning of the article. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration said Tuesday they are recommending a pause in the use of the single-dose Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine out of an abundance of caution. While an investigation is conducted into reports of apparently rare, potentially dangerous blood clots, in a joint statement on Tuesday, the two agencies said they are reviewing data involving six reported U.S. cases of a rare and severe type of blood clot in individuals after receiving the J&J vaccine. In these cases, a type of blood clot called cerebral venous or venous sinus thrombosis was seen in combination with low levels of blood platelets, uh, said Dr. Ann Shushat. Principal Deputy Director of the CDC and Dr. Peter Marks, Director of the Food and Drug Administration Center for Biology. All six cases occurred among women between the ages of 18 and 48, and symptoms occurred 6 to 13 days after vaccination. Right now, these adverse events appear to be extremely rare, the statement said. But yada, yada, yada. Um, following the recommendation... The White House coronavirus coordinator said, we are working now with our state and federal partners to get anyone scheduled for J&J vaccine quickly rescheduled for a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. So now they're saying stay away from the J&J vaccine. Now, to me, this is exactly what I was talking about last week. And now I think people are, potentially overreacting the other way all based on wrong expectations that have been created by media politicians and people in power because we should all be under this assumption and this knowledge that these vaccines are all slightly different. They all are still emergency use only. And they all carry their own risks, just like getting COVID does. And not every person has the same risk. And so now all of a sudden there's these six cases um, of this rare and severe, potentially severe um, blood clot from the J&J vaccine. And now they want to stop distributing it and... And um, change people over from getting that to getting the Moderna and the Pfizer. Um, but I, I can't, I wish I could find the number. Um, but it's, this is six cases out of, here we go. More than 6.8 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine have already been administered in the U.S. And, and I believe there's six cases of this blood clot. So... Yes. Is it scary? Yeah. Should it make you think a little? Yeah. But is COVID scary to many groups of people? Yes. Should it make you think, should COVID and its risks make you think about getting the vaccine? Yes. But there's no right and wrong blanket answer for everybody. And honestly, here's um, Eric Weinstein. I don't know if you guys know about him, the Weinstein brothers, but to me, this seems like a logical Outlook, all right? After the news about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Eric Weinstein tweeted he had, he had just gotten this vaccine, 
recently. And he goes, this is the vaccine that is in my body. I am not particularly worried about this. Why? Because I didn't receive the vaccine thinking, don't be stupid. Vaccines are safe, people. I sought out the vaccine as an exercise in relative risk reduction. Right now, we are in a dysfunctional relationship with media and public health. Question, if this is only a tiny number of clotting events, why pause the J&J vaccinations? Answer, because we oversell vaccines. Vaccines are pretty amazing, but some of us use them as litmus tests for goodness. He goes on to say more. I'll spare you all the reading. But he finishes it with, we need more people standing up for the miracle of vaccines as relative risk reduction. We need no one telling people who worry about vaccine risk that they are idiots, QAnon, morons, etc. for questioning vaccine risk. This is exactly right to me. So if you're just shocked and appalled that there have been uh, these bad, potentially severe side effects, six out of the six million or whatever I said, with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, then in my opinion, you weren't super educated on what these vaccines even were in the first place. And in many cases, it's not even necessarily your fault because we are just bombarded with get the vaccine, save everybody's life vaccines. There's nothing to worry about. I mean, in Michigan, there, uh, literally a month ago, these headlines. No, the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine is not inferior, Michigan doctors say. Another one, Detroit expands COVID-19 vaccine eligibility will give Johnson & Johnson shots. There's so much out there, like, just affirming, oh, coat. Take the vaccine, take the vaccine, take the vaccine. Don't be vaccine hesitant. Don't be an anti-vaxxer, blah, blah, blah. That now you have people just shocked that there could potentially be anything wrong with the vaccine. All it is is vaccines are dope. They keep us healthy. These ones are new. They haven't had time to be tested, but COVID is new and, and potentially dangerous. So do your own research on, you know, your health and your age group and how serious COVID is to you versus your health and your age group and, and where you stand on the, the, the dangers of the vaccine versus the health. It's just a personal decision, and everybody needs to get off everybody else's wee-wee about it. As with, as with most things, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, and everybody acting like you can just throw a blanket on these issues, and it's black and white, are just... Uh, they're the problem. You're anti-science. You're blah, blah, blah. I mean, let's look at like the, the, uh, the lockdown situation. Like when, when you're not allowed to question things. I mean, we had, if you remember last year, we had like big tech YouTube banning videos of doctors talking about COVID like lockdowns and, and, and things like that, that went against the grain a bit. Just recently, YouTube banned a video of doctors in Florida talking about talking with Ron DeSantis about COVID-related issues and whether like students need to wear masks in school and what the risk-reward of all this stuff. Just open conversation, and it was banned from YouTube. But remember when like you weren't allowed to question the lockdowns? 
And now a year later, look at look at the states that are. I mean, I live in Michigan. It's one of the worst. It probably is the worst state right now with COVID cases. And we've been heavily locked down. And when other states decided to loosen certain restrictions, they just get killed. And I'm not even saying, I'm not even making the right and wrong argument. You can have these conversations while avoiding that. There's just never any reckoning for the people that, that never go against the grain. And like I said, it's not just some I was right and you were wrong stuff. That would be understandable. Sometimes you're going to get things wrong. Powerful people have to make difficult decisions. That's why we elect them. But this isn't that. This is like not even being allowed to present opposing viewpoints without being scrubbed from the internet, which happened to actual doctors. So then imagine just you and I, Joe Schmo, trying to speak out against, you know, well, I'm a little hesitant of this vaccine or... I don't think these lockdowns are are a net positive or they're too strict. And we're non-doctors. You get shouted down, proclaimed anti-science. You want to kill grandma. You're selfish. I can live with people making the wrong decisions in difficult scenarios. I can't live with the cult-like politics and thinking that we're not allowed to speak on things if they go against the grain. And it's a vicious cycle. If things are censored, then they'll always be obscure against the grain opinions because they never stand a chance of being infused into societal norms. Whereas if your news station and government officials are constantly stating the same thing and telling you to trust them, it gets infused into the societal norms and Joe Schmo feels confident standing behind all that, regardless of what the facts might say, then something new comes out like this Johnson & Johnson news and Joe Schmo is just shocked. Because prior to that, you wouldn't even be allowed to express hesitancy in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And part of the unfortunate aspect of this is that for many people, all it takes then is one time of being absolutely duped by people or institutions that you previously trusted in order to, to start becoming that like conspiracy theorist personality that doesn't trust anything. Like I said, take the Johnson & Johnson scenario. The blood clot issue is rare. If you've gotten that vaccine, chances are you're totally fine. <clears throat> but just a month ago, I told you those headlines that were going around. Basically, trust the vaccine. There's nothing wrong with Johnson & Johnson. It's just as good as the others. Well, in reality, it's not. There are many states and in the U.S. are moving people from Johnson & Johnson to Moderna and Pfizer now. And so everybody that just put all this blind faith, and and like I said, I'm not coming at anybody that that just trusted that and went with it. That's fine. I'm saying allow other opinions to be out there as well without the condemnation. And that's why the censoring is dangerous. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's responsible for themselves, but everybody should be allowed to gather as much information as possible and not have access to that information limited by the 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 big tech people and the algorithms. That shit is scary. Like, 
a month ago, anybody saying that you should be hesitant about vaccines in general or specifically the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is immediately proclaimed as, you know, the anti-science conspiracy theorist, whatever, or anti-vaxxer. When in reality, maybe that was the opinion that some 20 year old who was considering the vaccine and isn't at high risk of, of dying from COVID. Maybe that's the opinion they needed to hear, but it's scrubbed from the Internet. When in, and now it's a valid opinion because so-and-so in power says it is. United Airlines. If you hadn't heard, United Airlines tweeted, came out with a statement, our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. That's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. I mean, cool. Like, if this is happening, which this statement is making pretty clear that it's not happening naturally. If it was happening naturally, you wouldn't need to make a statement about it. That's all fine and good. If it happens naturally, if it happens organically. But like I've always said, with just about every scenario, diversity for the sake of diversity is not what we're looking for. Now, there are certain occupations where diversity is a legit strength and it should be something sought out because you are serving, you know, certain groups of people. I get that. But in these debates throughout history, a pilot of a plane was actually like the prime example when arguing against diversity for the sake of diversity. It was like the obvious thing that people agreed on, like, oh, yeah, you know, you wouldn't want to hire pilots based on these criteria. And now it's like a marketing strategy. That's how, that's how far into insanity we've gone. It, it's, it, it's, just, it's just crazy to me that it's being touted. Because obviously, just like most other jobs, we all just want the best people to do the job. And that can be black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female, whatever. Like, if you care what the demographics of the person flying your plane are, that's your problem. You shouldn't. You should just care that they're good at their job. That's it. And that, that, like, that's not that complicated of a, of a concept. So for this, this pandering, this weirdness, we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. Why? It's just weird. We live in a weird, weird... I really hope we look back on this, like, decade or however long it's going to end up lasting and just shake our heads over all this weirdness. All right, let's get to some lighter stuff. A couple sports topics. The Masters... Congrats to Hideki Matsuyama. What a deserving champ. I like Hideki. I'm a fan. Um, I was getting a little nervous down the stretch, though I want some drama. I like a packed leaderboard. You guys know I'm a big Xander Shoffley fan. I didn't want to see Hideki choke. I didn't want to see him choke it away, which I was getting nervous for on 15. Xander makes four birdies in a row. Hideki bogeys 15, cuts it to two strokes, I believe. But then Xander triples 16. I was over here worried about Matsuyama choking it away, and Xander choked away his chance. 
he's got to be he's got to be kicking himself about that one. He claims that he flushed that shot, which I I don't understand that. That's just an issue between you and your caddy if you flushed that shot and hit it in the water because there's really not that many water balls on that hole. So that was, that was a big mistake, possibly cost him a chance at winning the Masters, but congrats to Hideki. Um, Will Zalatoris, proven to be a young upstart in the golf world, going to be a factor going forward. I think he's, he's, he's low 20s. I want to say 22, but that could be completely wrong. But, yeah, and then... Got to give myself a little credit. I gave you guys two picks last week. I gave you a favorite and a dark horse. I said Spieth was the favorite. He tied for third. Not a bad performance at all. Then I gave you Brian Harmon as a long shot. He was right in the mix all week and finished tied for 12th. Um, so as a, as a super long shot, I feel like that was a, a pretty solid pick. If you went in on those two guys with some with some bets outside of just outright winners, you, you probably won some money. Um, this just happened. This is one of the, the more just entertaining, gossipy things in sports right now <laughs> is this Kevin Durant-Shannon Sharp thing. So if you haven't seen it, basically, Shannon Sharp went on Undisputed and essentially attributed a quote to Kevin Durant and talked about it as if it was real when it wasn't real. So I forget when, but a a while ago there was this like fake image, fake tweet, fake quote going around. Um, Allegedly from Kevin Durant, and it said, People try to discredit my rings, but honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable of our era. People argue LeBron James is the GOAT, but if I beat him in back-to-back finals, then what does that make me? Now, this was fake, but Shannon Sharp went on Undisputed, essentially attributing this quote to KD. KD quote-tweeted that, and said, y'all drunk uncle out here lying again. When did I say this? At Shannon Sharp, question mark. And let's see. I got to try to follow this thread here. I don't think Shannon responded to that tweet. Let me just make sure I got my timeline correct here. Got to look up Shannon's... uh, Shannon's Twitter. All right. So, yeah, then he didn't respond to KD, but somebody else tweeted at Shannon at Shannon Sharp and said, OMG, do, you, do y'all remember that fake Twitter account that was putting out fake quotes? This was one of the fake quotes from that account. At Shannon Sharp, bro, you got to do your research before you just start believing anything on this app. And here's Shannon's response. He quote tweets that, and he says, y'all remember the fake account when KD said, now everybody want to play for the Heat and Lakers. Let's go back to being competitive and going at these people. Then joins 73-9 and nine Warriors and builds Nets into superpower with Kyrie and Harden. OMG. So, you get caught falling for a fake tweet, a fake quote that you built this opinion on. 
And instead of just being like, damn, I was duped, you move to a completely different quote that is not the same thing. And in an effort to defend yourself, that's that, that's that bullshit. And then KD said, old Shannon refuses to respond to me. Yo, Shannon, why are you using your platform to push fake quotes about me? Then Shannon says, KD, if you want to talk to me, I'm not hard to find, but I'm not going back and forth on social media. Whatever our differences are, they can be handled out of the eye of social media. This is the wackest shit ever. That is some corny ass whack shit. You go on TV every day, national TV, and give your opinion on people. You just did it about Kevin Durant using a fake quote. This is public. Then KD publicly calls you out and your response is, if you want to talk to me, I'm not hard to find, but I'm not going back and forth on social media. It can be handled out of the eye of social media. Then, then quit your job. Do a different job. You're a public figure and you talk about other people in the public eye. And they defend themselves themselves in the public eye and you can't handle that? Fuck that. That's whack shit. And I, I'm not a KD. I like... I'm not into his high use of, of Twitter and, and social media and the burner accounts. Like, I think a lot of that is corny, but I don't agree with the people that are like, you're, you know, okay. Okay. If I was KD's agent, all right, I might be like, yo, stay off social media. If I was his coach, if I was his GM, whatever. But KD's a person that can do what he wants. And if somebody else can go, on national TV and attribute some fake bullshit to him publicly. Don't tell me that it's out of the realm for him to go respond publicly and expect a little public conversation. And all Shannon has to do is be like, damn, the internet got me, which is true. But you double down and KD responded saying, we can talk in front of everybody. It ain't that serious, Shannon. You go on TV in front of everybody pushing fake shit, but now you want to talk in private. Why are you lying on TV, Shannon? And Shannon says, KD, enjoy your day. Stay healthy and finish the season off strong. Peace. And then blocks KD. Apparently, according to a screenshot from KD. If you go on TV every day and talk about other people, you need to be able to handle these people confronting you and this is a totally legit confrontation you fell for a fake a fake quote just own it it's not like kd just coming out of pocket on some like shannon critiqued his play and kd's like no see i'm hurt but like it's not any of that it's just some straight up bullshit being addressed and shannon can't handle it that that bugs me that irks me it irks me when when the athletes can't handle a little bit of criticism from media members but it irks me even more when the media members that literally their job is to critique. And I understand that, you know, there's certain athletes and people that just, and I get the mindset. If you just been an athlete all your life, I get the mindset of like, Hey, fuck these, these critics and these pundits. Like I play the game. They don't know what they're talking about. I get that mindset, but I understand that there's a, an industry, a media industry built on critiquing and talking about the game. And if you're in that industry and you make money on that industry talking about other people, you need to be able to handle that shit better. So I, to me, KD wins this one. And even though I don't typically 
enjoy KD's uh, social media usage. He he won that one. All Shannon had to do was just admit he was wrong. Damn, I I I I fell for I fell for the the fake tweet. You know, everybody's done it at some point or another, and just own it and move on. But he had to double down, so he takes that out. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, so you get to pod in your library right away. Holler at me at Dude a Damn on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday.